Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Niner Sports Talk, presented by Uptown Audio. I'm Bryson Foster, and I'm with my co-host. Bradley Cole, and we're back for another edition, Bryson. It's been a couple weeks, and we had a lot to talk about once again, as we do every week in this busy spring semester. This is usually a time where things kind of start to dwindle down and not as busy, but that's not the case as a lot of teams are just kind of getting red hot this year. Yeah, you are totally right. Baseball is riding high right now. Great weekend series. Softball had a pretty good weekend as well. Men's soccer is playing some of the best that they've played all season long. Women's volleyball caps off their historic run this season. And college football returns for the 49ers. Spring training and practice started a couple weeks ago for the football team. And today it was announced The spring game will be played on April 24th at 12 p.m., so fans will be welcome. It's free entry and capacity is at 3,890, which is going to be really cool for this football team. And at the end of the podcast, we'll run down some reasons why you should be excited about the Charlotte spring game this season. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump into some content this week as we transition into the baseball team and their run this week. Bryson, we saw a lot from the baseball team that we've been seeing all year as they had a earlier win against Tennessee, a 9-0 win before they got into conference play, but Red Hot start in Conference USA play as they start 7-1. and You're totally right. Western Kentucky was a four-game series. They won three, dropped the last one, but they put up 16 runs at a loss. And then this weekend, Florida Atlantic, they picked up where they left off. Uh, they started on Friday with a 9-5 to win easily controlled that whole game. But Saturday was thrillers all around. It was a doubleheader. So 1 p.m. game on Saturday and a 4 p.m. game. That 1 p.m. game, the Niners came from behind, down 8-7 to to win, 9-8 to in the bottom of the 8th with a walk-off. And then they did it again in the bottom of the 7th on that 4 o'clock game to win 5-4, to two walk-offs. They were the cardiac kids this weekend. And then they capped it off on Sunday with an 11-10 to 10 win. So four straight wins for the Niners over the Owls. Interesting fact here, the team had over nine hits in every game. It just, the bats were red hot. The ball was leaving the yard and the Niners look really strong. Wouldn't you say, Brad? This is one of the series that you want to be kind of tested. Coach Robert Woodard has said that throughout the this series and how their team needed to be tested. Every team needs to be tested, right? That that's one of those things that you want to see your team get tested, especially in conference USA play. It's going to be a long conference USA season this year. The games are four games series. Now the series are, you have nine, seven, seven, nine innings, I believe. And that's going to prove to really test your pitching staff, not only your hitting, but your pitching staff, because you're going to have more games as usual. You're not going to have the midweek games as much. So we're going to definitely see this team kind of go through a learning curve as this is new for everyone, but a good start. This is a team that was also projected to be one of the bottom teams in the East by Conference USA coaches this preseason. And they're at the top of that East division with a 7-1 and record. You know, Coach Woodard said this weekend, team had to come from behind in two of those games. He said, you know, we really haven't been tested with adversity this year. And he said, you know, we we passed it well. He said, there's a lot of things that we still need to improve on. And they've got plenty of time. They've got five more Conference USA series with, of course, a series against UNCW at the end of the season and a game against UNC that is uh, approaching pretty quickly. But this team is relying on players, different players, too. It's not just one or two. 
Craig Keichel and Carson Johnson had a walk-off this weekend. Both of those players had walk-offs. You know, Austin Knights played well. Gino Grover has played well for the team, and they just continue to get hits when they need them in the bottom of the ninth, in the bottom of the eighth, and throughout the game. So it's, it's pretty cool to see where this team, and I think the expectations are high for the players and for the fans as well. As we move into another sport that has had a hot streak as of late, we go into men's soccer. Men's soccer, this team is incredibly young compared to other teams in other years. Also, as a lot of the regular fall sports, playing in the spring, not used to that season, not used to the time and all that good stuff. But the interesting thing is about this team is they've really come together as of late where it matters, conference play. And that's where things matter for all of these teams. Sure, you can have a couple good wins here and there when it comes to non-conference play, but conference play is where you want to really improve uh, as you get towards the end of the season. So as we move in, this team is now 4-2-1 and one after having a rough start to the year, tied with Duke. We said on the podcast before, lost to UNCW, lost to West Virginia, but then 2-1 overtime win against Kentucky. 3-0 win against UAB, 2-0 win against South Carolina, two postponement March 27th, and then one on March 30th for Coastal Carolina. But then they get right back to it this past weekend with the 3-0 win. So that puts them on a four-game winning streak as they beat Old Dominion 3-0. We're seeing this team really become what they've had the potential to be all along. So it'll be interesting to see where they go. This team definitely has a lot more challenges to overcome with only three conference games, two at home, Florida Atlantic, FIU. Both of those teams are always top of conference USA, then Marshall, and then we'll get in the conference tournament as well as a NCAA tournament. Yeah, I think that win over number seven, Kentucky, really gave this team a spark, gave them a chip on the shoulder where they didn't have a good start. But in the last three games, they have not given up a goal. So it's been pretty cool to see this team improve together and work together to uh, get those four wins. And, man, I'm excited to see. And they'll have a chance to prove themselves, like you said, against some really good conference competition against FAU and FIU in the coming weeks. Let's move into another sport that involves a bat as baseball has been on a hot streak. Softball has been right there with them. Back on the diamond this past weekend after some cancellation and postponements due to COVID-19. But they're back at it against Middle Tennessee, Bryson. Yeah, they played against Middle Tennessee this past weekend after a lot of postponements. Postponement against South Carolina, the War Eagle Battle, which was going to be a tournament with Kennesaw State and Auburn. That was canceled. And the UAB games were postponed. So it's been a while since this team had stepped onto the field. It was March 14th against College of Charleston, where they won 16 to 6. But and this team had a lot of challenges coming into this series. How would they react? How would they respond after so many weeks? of, you know, not having any action, not playing. Well, they did just fine. They beat Middle Tennessee in the first game, 9-5. to five. That was an eight innings. And then that Friday, April 2nd, they turned right around with a 3-1 win. They would drop the second game on Friday, so they had a 2 p.m. and a 4.30 p.m. doubleheader, 8-3, to three, but then would bounce right back on Saturday with a 6-4 to four win. Man, this team is riding high. And we, we've said it. They lost to Florida in the Bubbly Invitational, and they didn't play well there. And they turned it around. They went back and figured out, hey, what is going wrong? How can we improve? And they've done just that. They're looking pretty good. They've got a big test coming up this week. It's on Tuesday, April 6th, 5 p.m. They're going to play the North Carolina Tar Heels. That'll be on ACC Network. So that'll be pretty interesting. A big-time ACC opponent. And, man, it's going to be really interesting to see. I think the softball team is going to rise to the challenge when they play North Carolina. They've got a lot more games to go, but it's going to be really exciting to see how this team finishes up. 
Let's move into another historic run, fun sport, volleyball. Another team that also had their season move from the fall to the spring. Shortened season, they'll be right back in it this fall. So basically, they've been calling it the 2020 season. Charlotte Volleyball ended one of their best runs in school history in the Conference USA tournament this past weekend. They're riding a seven-game winning streak going to the conference tournament as they beat UNCW for their last victory of the season. They had a very, very tough match back and forth with UAB in the semifinals in the Conference USA tournament, which was the first appearance for Charlotte Volleyball in the semis in the Conference USA tournament. So a lot of historic things going around with that team. They also had a lot of awards. Amani Foster won freshman of the year for Conference USA. Head coach Karen Witherington won coach of the year. So definitely some big, not only achievements, but just kind of surprise coming from this team. They only really lost to, you know, very good competitive teams. They obviously dropped the series 0-2 to Western Kentucky, but also posted their best winning percentage in school history. And I think that you, th- this team, it was very surprising and they only did it with one senior. So Cindy Rowan, that was so definitely nice to see it, you know, 722 winning percentage. Very shocking in a way, but 7-0 at home. They did what they had to do. They got it done. Beat Clemson this year. Had plenty of sweeps. Seven-game winning streak. So a team that we didn't expect to really boost up that great of a record is returning a lot of firepower coming in this fall. It definitely is pretty cool to see this team. And like you said, only one senior. So you definitely got to think, man, the future is bright with this team. If they're doing this good this year, what's going to happen when these players mature and they learn more and they've been around the block a little bit more as well? And let's move on to one of our uh, favorite segments sometimes, breaking down these teams, giving you reasons why you should tune in to certain teams across Charlotte 49er Athletics. And we'll still get some reasons why you should pay attention to Charlotte football this spring and going into the fall. So number one is going to be the access. Fans are coming back finally. Last year for the couple home games Charlotte football did have, only around 1,000 fans were allowed limit capacity due to COVID. And we didn't see a lot of fans throughout the winter. So it was like our only taste, really, of fans in the arena. So fans is definitely going to be number one. That's one reason why you should pay attention. The first game you're going to be able to go to is the spring game, which is going to be free on April 24th, as we mentioned, at noon. Social distancing and masks will be required. The capacity will be set at 3,890 Bryson, look at this from a fan perspective. What are we expecting being able to go in in larger quantities than we were last year? And this is the first time that a large abundant group of people are going to be able to see this team since their historic 2019 run. Man, you know, I I think it's going to be really cool. As a fan, sports has always been part of me as a person. So when we went through that point in time where we could not go to games, man, how hard that was. It's like a Part of your character had been taken away. Part of who you are as a person was. A lot of ice cream and Netflix, right? Yeah, man. I mean, a, a, a lot of it. I'm glad to see some live sports this year. It's going to be a lot of fun because I think as a player, uh, a, a lot of these teams were not able to get the big reactions from the fans. They were not able to feed off of the crowd and get that energy. That'll be back this year. So that's going to be incredible. And I'm so glad that it is coming. Charlotte is going to have some rowdy fans this year. I think the team's going to do really good because they'll be fueled by the energy from the crowd in every single home game. Well, not only is fans being back, and when you think about it, too, it's not just like Charlotte football. It's all these different events like Hornets, Charlotte Hornets, they're bringing back fans. And that's especially for me as the the one year I really got to appreciate that, that ability to go watch a game. 
it becomes a social thing. It's the way you get out. You kind of eat, you know, let off steam and after a long week. And not only will I be losing weight because I'm not going to eat as much food that's sitting on Saturdays and Sundays, sitting on my computer, looking at chores and writing stuff, you're able to go out there. And especially from what perspective you're covering the game from or watching the game, it's finally back. It's interesting. It's it's one of those things that you're like, it's not normal anymore. You know, the last year we've been in a very different set of circumstances. So it's like, okay, yeah, we're getting back to it. But as we move into another reason why you should pay attention to Charlotte football this year is the quarterback competition. The quarterback competition hasn't always been fierce in a way. Chris Merlitz has been the starting quarterback the last couple of years, and he has dealt with his injuries and whatnot. And he is still the guy at this moment. But we've seen some sparks from Dom Schaffner, who when Charlotte football was able to play last year, I, I think that we were able to see Dom Schaffner and his durability, his kind of dual threat in a way, and a lot of different aspects for him. Chris Reynolds, we definitely know that he is a leader. He is going to lead that team. Coach Will Healy has always been very high on Reynolds, and I don't think that's going to change overnight. But we also have that newcomer, James Foster, former four-star quarterback recruit who came from Texas A&M. It's come to Charlotte. He's going to be in that conversation now. And the spring game is going to be one of the first times that we see action from him. And what we're going to see is on that spring game is our first taste of who the new quarterback could be. And right now that's up in the air because at the end of the day, all these guys transfer for whatever sort of reason. It is not guaranteed that they're going to be the head guy at a different college just because they're a power five or whatnot. I agree with you. Dom was the spark off the bench for the team. Chris Reynolds has been, you know, that veteran presence for the team. Uh, He's been a part of some of the biggest moments in the program. And then, like you said, James Foster, the new guy, how is he going to prove himself? How is he going to get the respect of his teammates? I think those are three players that are going to work hard. They're going to play hard. And like you said, it's going to be interesting in the spring game to see who has that edge going into summer with camp and then the regular season in the fall, because it's approaching pretty fast. And thank goodness, because it's one thing that sports are finally coming back. We're finally getting them in abundance, and we're seeing not that many COVID issues. compared. Like, at the end of the day, you're going to have COVID issues. It's going to happen. There's going to be cancellations, postponements, but not the abundance that we saw with Charlotte football. I mean, that was just devastating. And it's like, you just don't want to see like almost tragedy, I guess, for this team again. Six, only playing six games. That's, that's very disappointing and upsetting. But hey, I'm I'm looking forward just the, the atmosphere, you know, the atmosphere that's going to be, especially when you're opening a game with a power five team and Duke. I mean, come on. That's going to be something that I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited for. That stadium is going to be packed if it can. Who knows what the capacity is going to look like? Who knows? I mean, it's going to be crazy packed. If allowed, they're going to have to put those extra grandstands up, and that's what we're excited to see. And let's move into the third and final reason why you should pay attention to Charlotte 49er football this spring and into the fall. My third reason, and this is mainly because we didn't see this team what they could be in 2020, but it's obviously going to be a very big point of discussion. It's time for Charlotte football to follow up that historic 2019 run. So in 2019, in Coach Will Healy's first year, they make a bowl game for the first time in school history. They win seven games, set a school record. They go to the Bahamas Bowl. They go on the national stage. They go on ESPN. They do all those things. But they come back 2020. They don't do as much. They they get to App State. They play pretty well, but they don't they don't show really what they are. What you know what 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 they can do further. That they don't add anything on. But now it's time because pending any extra new variants or viruses or Whatever happens, this team is going to be at full strength almost every single week. 
So it's time for them to prove that that year wasn't a fluke. And that's what they're going to have to do. Obviously, we know what happened last year, but now this year, there shouldn't be a lot of reasons to not have success. Yeah, man, you got me pumped up there. I know the team is ready to go and they're ready to prove to themselves and the fans that that season, like you said, was not a fluke. And, you know, they're going to come out hitting hard and, and playing the best that they can. And here's another thing. I feel like this team is going to be, I'm not saying 2019 was a fluke. It wasn't. But you always got to show each in and year out that you were the same way, that you can adapt and you could approve and all these different things. And we'll see what they do this year, but I don't know if that's going to be, it's going to be on the point of everyone's, you know, questions, media and all that different thing. It's going to be, hey, are you guys the real deal? Are you, are you it? Are you it? Because this year is no excuses almost pending any crazy things. And by the way, I think I could be a pretty good hype man, Bryson, just so you know. Yeah, I think you could too. You know, I, I think that this season is almost like you have your, your favorite food. This was almost like COVID taking away our love of football, not being able to see. You have your favorite food. You're so hungry, like a taco or a pizza or something. You're about to take that bite and it's taken away from you. Well, now us as fans, we get to bite into that big taco, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun this year with the football team. That's for sure. It's going to be fun and I'm excited. I just, it's almost like you're just expecting disappointment in a way when it comes to COVID and all these things. So it's going to be good when the spring game finally happens and it's like, hey, this didn't get canceled. This didn't get postponed. And you finally put that last season to rest. So a lot of things to be excited about. So there are your three reasons why you should pay attention to Charlotte 49er football, not only this spring, but going into the fall. And a bonus reason, they're playing a lot of good competition. They're hosting Duke, an ACC team. They lost to you last year. They're going to have a lot of revengeance. And it's going to be a packed game. The atmosphere is going to be crazy. It's going to be a great fall, crisp night, hopefully. I mean, I'm, I'm just telling you, it's going to be something that everyone's going to try to get a ticket to. It's going to be a hot commodity. And they're also playing Illinois, a Big Ten team. They're playing so, some great competition, playing LA Tech, a Conference USA team that never played before in school history. So there's a lot to be excited about. But those are just a few reasons why you should come out, pay attention, and obviously the new logo, too, to see that on a regular basis on those football helmets is going to be a lot of fun. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we had a lot to digest. We hope that you learned some stuff from this podcast. We hope you're as excited as we are about the upcoming seasons and the spring seasons finishing up. Yep. And before we get done with today's podcast and we wrap up this amazing episode of another busy week in Charlotte 49 Athletics, I'm going to tell my quick joke of the day. I think this is like my second joke, but I mean, I'm, I think I'm, I'm a comedian at this point. Here, here we go. Did you hear the joke about the pop fly, Bryson? Uh, No, I did not. Forget it. It's way over your head. Why so funny, man? (laughs) Anyway, thanks guys for joining on another edition of Niner Sports Talk presented by Uptown Audio. Cameron and Miles will be back here next week. We'll have a special guest next week. You have to tune in to find out who it will be. Bryson, another good week. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Yep. This is done it for uh, our episode today. And man, we can't wait to talk to you again soon. See y'all later. Uh-huh.